Or you could tell them that you're from Ouagadougou. Don't. <laughs> that's the uh, capital of Burkina Faso. Where is that? Uh, that's in Africa. Okay. Well, it's kind of on that western hump that it's got. Okay. Maybe keep it somewhat local. I mean. You're from like three towns over. <laughs> Instead of the next town over? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hi there, neighbors. Welcome back to The Next Town Over. I'm Carson Costa, and I'm here with my co-host, Nicole Bennett. Hello. Today, we're discussing how plane tourists can help you rediscover your own community. We just did our live stream yesterday, and it went really well, I think. I thought so. Everyone that, you know, participated seemed like they had a good time. And I talked to people frantically afterwards, like... Yes. Was it fun? Was it seriously fun? Are you sure it was fun? And they were like, yes, I'm sure. I know. We hunted our friends and family who joined. We're like, what did you think? Did you like it? They're like, yes. We're like, what did you like the best? Did you participate? Did you like the polls? Did you learn anything? Was it functional? Uh, Yeah. So anyway, I think it went pretty well, considering we've never done one of those before. Um, Also, no one knows who we are. Mm -hmm. So yeah. If you haven't already, don't forget to follow us uh, at NTOpod on Facebook. And without further ado, let's dive in. Yeah, let's do it. So why should you play tourist in your own community? That's where we should start, because why bother? I think it's a great way to give yourself a travel top-up in between trips. Because, obviously, traveling's expensive and time-consuming, and it can take a while to be able to go on a big trip. And uh, it can be kind of fun to do something small at home or a day trip that can give you some of those same feelings as traveling without having to incur the expense or the time. Right. And I think it introduces, you know, a little bit more romance into your life because everyone thinks, oh, when you're living in a foreign place, you know, oh, every day must be fabulous. Well, no, life is life everywhere. You have to go out and you have to seek those romantic moments. And I just mean going out and stargazing because you live in an area where that's possible or enjoying the train ride into the city because it's beautiful. Finding the neighborhoods that are a little more, you know, picturesque and entrancing. Also, you can learn a lot you never thought to ask. That's true, too. Yeah. Typically, when you have spent a lot of time somewhere, you you feel like you know it. So you don't ask questions. Right. You're like, I've grown up here. I know everything about it already. There's nothing new to learn under the sun. And then sometimes when you go out and you seek out those new experiences in your locale, then you can find things that you didn't know existed. Mm Mm-hmm. Which can be really cool and it can give you a whole new perspective. And there's something fun about doing like the really kitschy, cliche tourist trap things in your own neighborhood. Oh, yeah. Uh, Like going to Virginia City and doing like the ghost tours. Oh, yeah. So much fun. Is it the tourist trap? Is it on everyone's list? Yeah, but it is a hoot and a half. Oh, yeah. Um, (laughs) I go over the top and it's so much fun. I know my parents did this thing with a couple friends of theirs. I think they did spend the night up there. But it was just like a one night thing. Mm-hmm. And they got dressed up <laughs> in the period wear, like all six of them just tromping around in like the, the busts and the, <laughs> you know, the fancy hats and the like colors. And they got all decked out for it. And they had a blast. They went and did the old timey photographs and the tours, the ghost tours. And I think they did reenactments and stuff too. They had a blast. People kept asking to take pictures with them. And (laughs) they said it was one of the most fun things they've ever done in their lives. And they didn't have to go that far away for it. You know, it's an hour's drive max. Yeah, well, just like that murder mystery thing we did up in Reno, we got all dressed up and we played the tourists, you know, going to the speakeasy. I didn't know there was a speakeasy there. Yeah. 
specific, I mean, there's a lot in Reno. I didn't know there was a speakeasy that, and yeah. that location and like just, it was so much fun to do. Yes. And play tourist um, in our hometown. Yeah. And the thing that I liked about that was it was a murder mystery that it was kind of guided by an app and it took us all over the town, yeah. all over the city. So, you know, it's our own city, but we definitely were going down streets that we normally wouldn't and stopping to look at plaques that we normally wouldn't and learn things that we wouldn't have otherwise. And there were so many people participating in it, too, that some who were locals, some who were tourists, and you got to see, like, experience that all together in yeah. a touristy way. It's a great way to discover things to show friends and family when they visit. Mm-hmm. You know, I, that's something that we always did when my German relatives came to visit. We would take them to nearby national parks, to Virginia City, to the Nevada State Museum, and I ended up doing a lot of things that we never did in our day-to-day lives because we were... Showing friends and family these things. To recap, it's a great way to give yourself a travel top-up. You can learn a lot you never thought to ask. It's fun. And you can discover things to show others. How to go about these touristy hometown things. There's a lot of different ways that you can approach this. The first is to just plan it like any other trip. Mm Mm-hmm. So how do you plan a trip? You pick out where you want to stay. Assuming it's in budget and you can go to a hotel. That probably, would be cool, for that sure. That would be a really cool way to do it. Especially if you can afford, like, kind of a nicer hotel since you're not going very far. You know, kind of treat yourself. Plan all the tourist attractions and the museums. Anything that anyone who doesn't live there would go and see. I mean, you look up on TripAdvisor and yeah. look at the top ten things to see in your area. The best restaurants yes. and everything else. Don't don't let yourself fall back into your you know home patterns. Yeah. Don't go to your favorite bar. Go somewhere different. Yep. And go to those tourist websites and see what they say. Find the things on there that you haven't done yet, mm-hmm. or pick the most cliche things to do. Really embrace it. Go out and pretend you've never seen this before. Look at it through fresh eyes. Another way to go is simple or spontaneous. So. An example of this is I always would drive old 395 when I'm going through Washoe Valley. Mm -hmm. And I would always pass this little tiny sort of pull-off parking lot with a trailhead. Every time I drove by it, I would tell myself, one day I'm going to go there and I'm going to hike. One day I'm going to go there and I'm going to go hike. And eventually I just had to just stop because I never actually went there just to hike. Mm -hmm. I hiked up there and there was old mine things up there that I didn't know about and a phenomenal view from the top of the hill and like a little gondola tea house sort of thing up at the top of the hill too that I had no idea was there. It was just really cool because it was a view that I'd never seen before. It was a corner of Washoe Valley that I'd never seen before and I'd driven past it so many times. So stopping along your usual routes when you have a spare moment is a great way to just do something simple and spontaneous. Yeah, I agree. There were a couple times, especially during, like on a really nice day, I'd get off of work and just I wasn't ready to go home. Right. Um, and so there were, you know, there's so many areas to explore, especially where we're from. So I would just pick a direction and start driving. And then anywhere I thought looked like a good place to go out and hike and wander around, I did. And I ended up finding, you know, one of my favorite spots that you and I used to go to all the time. But I wouldn't have found if I hadn't just kind of felt like it. And that was another way of keeping the area interesting. Because I'd never been there before. It was really nice to explore just because it was a nice day. And going home seemed a little too mundane. Yeah. And it's amazing how many things you drive past on a daily basis. Oh, yeah. You know, you get into your routine and you just drive from point A to point B. And you don't stop. 
So there's a candy shop, an old-fashioned candy store, uh, also in Washoe Valley, but on the north end, on Old 395. And again, I've driven past it all the time. And eventually, when I stopped, you know, it was a really cool little stop, old-fashioned candy store. They have all the taffy in the barrels and things like that. All of the Nevada-themed candy. I mean, there was (laughs) everything, every kind of candy you can imagine shaped like Nevada in Nevada colors. So that was a really fun stop that, again, drive past it all the time. Something new to experience and something that brought some joy to my day. Yeah. Another one that I never actually stopped and did was Bowers Mansion, uh, which is another thing that I drove past all the time. And I kept telling myself, one of these days I'm going to stop and check it out. And one time I actually did, but it was closed. Aww. I know. Simple, spontaneous stopping along your usual routes. Or, as you said, exploring new places, turn right instead of left. Yeah. That I do that all the time. Even if, like, yeah, I may have been heading home, but I know my town well enough that if I take a left instead of a right, I can still get home. But it's a new way of going. And it's cool. And it's pretty. And Turns out you don't know that street as well as you thought, so you got to make a U-turn. And yeah. But it keeps it fun and interesting. Mm-hmm. You can take 20 minutes out of your day to drive home in a different route mm-hmm. and see a whole new neighborhood that you usually wouldn't see. Discover a park you didn't know was yeah. there. That adds to adding romance back into your day-to-day life. It's not a full vacation, but it's small things that help. You can also ask family and friends for suggestions. A lot of times your family and friends will have different haunts or different routes or different things that they are familiar with in your area than what you're familiar with. And so it can be as simple as, oh, I usually go to this coffee shop instead of that one. Yeah. And try out their suggestions and you can find something entirely new. Day trips are a great way to go as well. If you visit a nearby town that you don't spend much time in, you can totally enter it as a tourist and have that experience. We talked a little bit about Virginia City. Mm -hmm. That one's really fun because it's so... (laughs) Wild West. Wild West, uh, kitschy, touristy. So much fun. Yeah. (laughs) And there's it really is. I've done a lot of cool stuff up there as a hometown tourist and taking friends and family when they visit up there. That train ride is really beautiful that goes towards Carson City. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful area and it's a completely, completely different view than what you see from the road. Often destinations that are in the 40 to 90 minute drive range get ignored because it doesn't feel far enough to take a trip there. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to take a trip, a lot of times you're going to go a little bit further. And so those places that are close, but not quite. Close enough to just go to spontaneously. People tend to think of those distances as, well, I can go there anytime. Mm -hmm. But then you just don't. Yeah. Because it's still kind of a hassle to go because it's a a bit of a drive. It's not down the street. Right. But if you're going to plan out a trip, you're going to plan out a trip. And, oh, well, I could go that, you know, hour and a half long place, you know, anytime. Mm -hmm. But then you just don't ever do it. Yeah. It's funny, when I was living in Furstenwalde, which is a town east of Berlin, it's about 45 minutes by train, about a 60-minute drive. I, being 18 years old (laughs) and thrilled to be there, (laughs) and I had a monthly ticket that allowed me to travel as much as I wanted within the states of Berlin and Brandenburg for just the same price as I had to pay anyway to get to school. So I was going into Berlin all the time because it was only 45 minutes away. But most of the people that lived in First Nevada, they're like, eh, going to Berlin like three times a year, maybe. Wow. 
And so I would keep coming back and being and saying, oh, I did this thing or, oh, I discovered this park or, oh, I went to this museum. And they would be like, really? I didn't know that was a thing. <laughs> and so that was kind of interesting because, again, it's in that 40 to 90 minute drive range where they feel like they can go all the time. And so they don't. It's interesting what can be discovered. Okay, next recommendation. Try a new activity. What's popular in your area that you've never done? For instance, well, I was really big into, you know, skiing, cycling, and we went to the lake pretty often. I never got into the desert sports in our area, and I know that that is a completely different experience. It's a completely different arena. Yeah. And so, like, Which motocross and... Quadding. And quadding, yeah. All of that is really, really big in Nevada, but I never got into it, and so that's a whole experience that I never got to access. Yeah. Well, and I've only been skiing once in my life, despite, you know, the Sierra Nevadas and every, all the wonderful skiing to be had. But I did do quite a bit of quadding growing up, especially. Right. So it can be a whole new way to discover the place that you're at. Mm-hmm. I also know rock climbing is really popular in our area, in the Sierra Nevadas. I've been, <laughs> I've been rock climbing a couple times in gyms. Yeah. <laughs> but I've never been rock climbing out on the mountains. And that's a completely different experience than just hiking in the mountains right so it's a whole new perspective challenges you in new ways and it gives you access to new places mm-hmm. so you can discover your area in a completely different way just by trying a new activity yeah yeah doesn't it even have to be anything you know that crazy um i don't know when was the last time you went to your local pool mm-hmm. do they have fun things to do there probably i worked at a pool for years we had slides and diving boards i taught water workout classes. And some of those things might seem boring, but they are so much fun. Like the, my students, you know, in, in my workout classes really got into it, like a real camaraderie. And it was just, it was a lot more like hanging out with friends while pushing water around. Right. Um, which could be a new fun activity to do, which isn't out rock climbing, which can seem a little intimidating for some. Yes. So, you know, it doesn't have to be big. Yeah. Yeah. Well, or even, I know there are themed bars hmm. too. Tango bars. Or yeah. Western dance bars where they do the line dancing. Mm-hmm. And that can be a really fun way to access a different corner of your community as well. Or I know one time I went to this like Latina club in Reno. And it was completely different than anything I'd experienced in Reno before. And it gave me a whole new perspective on that community. Mm-hmm. So I was able to experience something totally new. By driving 20 minutes down the street. Actually, less than that. Yeah. 15. (laughs) Go see a play. Yes. Yeah, accessing your arts community. That's another way to get into it as well. And, you know, supporting your community arts programs can really help brighten your community as a whole. Precisely. Yeah. Sometimes it can be fun to splurge. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I know I said that this was meant to be a way to save money from not taking as many trips. I mean, comparatively. <laughs> comparatively. You know, a day at the spa is definitely going to be cheaper than a week in Cabo San Lucas. Yeah. So. Or even a weekend in Vegas. Fair. Especially if you gamble. Oh, especially <laughs> if you gamble. So that's something that, I know, my mom and I would like to do for our birthdays or Mother's Day. We would go to a, check out the spas at the hotels in Reno. And we made a point of like going to a different spa each time so we would be able to try them all and figure out which one we liked best. And 
you know, that was always fun because again, they're in the hotels and it's something that you usually reserve for like when you're on vacation and you definitely get that feel of being on vacation Mm -hmm. and it's a great treat. Cute. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I started getting more into that before we left on this adventure and that's something I look forward to doing once we um, get back. Another thing that came to mind for me is, and actually I don't know how much it costs so I don't know if it's a splurge or not, but considering how massive the thing is, I, it feels like it must be a splurge. Right. Um, at the very least, it falls into the new activity category. At, yeah, at the very least, it falls into the new activity category. Uh, at the Grand Sierra Resort in Reno, they have this massive bungee jump yeah. thing. Arc. Yeah, it's huge. I mean, it's like they have the lights on top because it's a hazard for airplanes. <laughs> <laughs> about that. <laughs> yeah. Well, in particular, because it's not that far from the airport. Well, that so. too, yeah. But it, it's huge. So that's something that I always considered splurging on. And I never did. And I wish I had. I, in the future, I will. And another example I thought of for Father's Day last year. I think it was Father's Day. It must have been Father's Day last year. My mom booked a whitewater rafting tour for us on the Washoe River. Completely different way to see the river. And also we got to see parts of it that you don't see from the road. And it was challenging. It was fun. It was definitely a splurge because it wasn't super cheap. But uh, it it's a completely different way of experiencing that area. And it's, again, the kind of thing that you usually reserve for when you're on vacation. Right. Which is great because you can have that experience without the additional costs of a hotel and flights and all that stuff. You can just put it towards the experience and not have to worry about all the other things that come with a vacation. So think about what's something you've never indulged in because it's too expensive. And make a point of saving up for it and letting yourself have it. Because it's a great way to A, treat yourself, which we all deserve. And B, get that tourist experience while at home. Go where the tourists are and pretend you're one of them. I enjoy this a lot. (laughs) I like to go to hotel bars when I'm at home and pretend I'm on vacation. (laughs) Do you come up with a fake name and everything too? No, I don't because I'm a terrible liar. That's true. But I just sort of, you know, like pretend like, oh, yes, I'm a guest in this hotel. But if they ask, then I have to, you know, fess up. Yeah. Because I'm a terrible liar. Yes, you are. It's really fun to just go and be like, yeah, I'm, I'm a jet setter. I'm on vacation. <laughs> and hang out at the hotels. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever done anything like that? No. Do you think you ever would? Not on my own. Mm. I think if I went with a friend and that was like the game plan, mm. yes. And it's not like I'm doing anything crazy. It's just that, you know, the bars and restaurants and stuff at hotels, they have more people there from other places typically, because they're at hotels. So you can meet people from all over the world, and that can be really, really cool. And you can have some really great conversations and get a little taste of that travel, fresh perspective, outside cultures without having to go anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. A very enriching experience. I once met a Russian expat that worked for the State Department, the U.S. State Department, and he was traveling on business. Uh, and we had some really interesting conversations <laughs> because I really wanted to find out, you know, what his perspective was on Russia, <laughs> the whole of Russia. And uh, and also, I don't know, his perspective on the United States f- having come from Russia in such a 
you know, restricted environment. Mm -hmm. And we didn't, you know, agree on everything, but we had a really great conversation about all of that. And it was fascinating. It was probably one of my favorite memories. So it can be a lot of fun to go where the tourists are and just make friends. Super cool. That actually sounds like a really good time. (laughs) It was a great time. My problem is that involves me talking to people, and I'm not good at that. Well, I practice. I can talk to you guys because you're over the mic and stuff, but talking to You can't talk back. Yeah. It's kind of an echo chamber if they can't talk back, which is why we would love it if you contacted us. Yes. (laughs) Join us on our next live, whenever that may be. I'm not promising that that's happening anytime soon. That really freaked me out, you guys. I was so nervous for it. She, Yeah, she was. I was really nervous. So I'm glad that it went okay. So any other points as far as being a hometown tourist, discovering your area? Other than just getting out of your comfort zone and trying yeah, something unusual, something you wouldn't normally do. And I think it's important because it expands your horizons. Mm-hmm. It keeps you from, again, getting stuck in an echo chamber. Because I think it's so easy to do when you're surrounded by things that are comfortable and people that agree with you. And it's really easy to just stay in your lane, stay in your rut. And it can get really monotonous, monotonous, really stagnant. I think that challenging yourself in these ways and learning to look at things with a fresh perspective, particularly somewhere that it's home and so it feels boring and it feels like oh god who would want to come here but people do i mean all over the world people come to visit Mm -hmm. no matter where you are i guarantee people come to your town for tourism purposes maybe not many but they do (laughs) (laughs) look at it with that fresh perspective why do people come here what do they enjoy when they're here what's the draw and one thing i'd like to do in the past is like go to a hotel over the weekend, um, especially during a holiday weekend, um, mm. like New Year's, oftentimes people get hotels just because it's going to be close to wherever they're partying. Right. I did not do that. We got a hotel in a different city from where we actually were. We just had so much fun because we did all the hotel things. We went to the nearby restaurants and bars and stuff and, and pretended to be a tourist in that mm. respect over a holiday, but it was just a new side of my hometown I hadn't seen before. Right. Because typically on a holiday, you have somewhere you're going to be as opposed to just going with the flow because it's new year's and who cares yeah yeah it was it was a really fun time for me oh, that's really cool that's awesome i think that the museums in your area too yeah because i think a lot of times we skip the museums that are near us either because we had a field trip there in second grade so clearly we've seen it all yeah <laughs> which you forget everything. Like, oh, let's yeah. be honest. We may have had a field trip there in fifth grade, but we forget everything. Yeah, I know it exists. It's funny how you change things in your head, too. At the Nevada State Museum in Carson City, <laughs> they have, like, a fake mine thing there. Mm-hmm. And somehow in my head, I built it up to be way cooler than it actually is. I mean, it's still cool. Don't get me wrong. But in my head, it had turned into this like whole network complex of like mine shafts down there. It's not. (laughs) (laughs) It's not. It's still cool. But just it's not as cool as I thought it was. What kills me about like experiencing (laughs) something like that when you're young and then growing up and doing it is when... Now that you're an adult, you have better perspective. So everything when you're younger, like, everything's so big and so interesting and intricate. Yeah. And you get to be an adult, and you're like, was it always that small? <laughs> Has it, oh, 
No, I was just little. Which, not to destroy the magic of childhood, but it is a new perspective. It's it's a new perspective. <laughs> yeah. It just trips me up every time. I'm like, oh, has that always been only three feet tall? Yeah. Like, yeah, last time you saw that, you were two feet tall. I was like, oh. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. sense. Yeah. <laughs> and it's also, when with those museums, as a kid, you don't read all the things. No. You, you don't. You don't care. And so... Going back to some of those museums that or those places that were field trips when you were a kid, it can be really interesting because it's a completely fresh perspective. You definitely learn a lot more and you're going to retain more of it, too, because you're retracing those neural pathways. And so your brain is then getting a signal of like, oh, this is important. Mm-hmm. And so you're going to retain more of it. And it can be fun, too, to just go in and laugh about the things that you didn't know and enjoy. Yeah. All sorts of fun facts you can learn. Yes. And a lot of times there's weird little museums around too that you just never paid attention to before that are odd. And that when you think about it, you're like, of course, there is this sort of museum (laughs) here. This totally fits the personality of my hometown place that I live, whatever. It can be fun too. Yeah. And sometimes it's surprising when you look into it, you realize that, oh yeah, I always knew that the National Bowling Stadium was in Reno, but I never thought about the fact that it was the National Bowling Stadium. Mm-hmm. You get a different perspective when you actually like look into those things. Or even like the state capitol. Ooh, Carson City, the state capitol. Mm-hmm. You're like, yeah, so. Whereas when I've met people from like Las Vegas and they're like, oh, wow, what's it like to live in the like, capital? Carson? What's it like to... It's oh! Carson. It's Carson. They're like... <laughs> Oh, well, but, but you're like, you're in the state capital. That is how you would see that, huh? Interesting. Yeah. I never really thought of it that way. And again, that's what we're getting at here is exactly. trying to look at things from that perspective and see kind of the magic in the place that you're so familiar with. Because to people all around the world, it is going to be magical. And you just have to look for those aspects that make it so. <laughs> One more thing you can do is keep an eye out for events in your area. I think that a lot of times we, again, get caught up in our routines. And when something changes or something is out of our routine, it's easy to skip it or forget that it's happening or you know, somehow miss it. Or say, oh, I'll, I'll do it next year. But a lot of times local restaurants, bars, parks even will have really interesting events that pop up music night, poetry reading, all those sorts of things. Yeah, there's a fall festival at a park. I know the park very well. I just happened to get off work early one day, drove past in a new way home, and was like, oh, I had no idea this was going on today and this weekend, and I made a point to go back and enjoy it, and it was a lot of fun. I mean, it was even thinking about farmer's markets. Oh, yeah. That... I always meant to go to. Guys, this is a 10-minute walk from where I live. I wasn't working regularly, so there's no reason why I couldn't go down there. And yet every single Tuesday, I would forget. I would always remember on Wednesday. On Wednesday, I would be like, oh my gosh, the farmer's market. And it was always so fun because there was music and uh, local businesses. You learn a lot about the local businesses in your community that way. I know. It's just like the uh, Parade of Lights that happen every year, every December, what, like, First weekend of December, they close down Main Street and businesses from all over town dress up floats and lights and they're just, it is what it says, a parade of lights. I have lived in this town my entire life. I have never been. Because I kept saying, oh, well, you know, something came up this year. Oh, something came up last year. Well, I'll just go next year because I couldn't make it. Right. 
And it has happened every year since I've been old enough to want to go. I don't really know why I never went when I was younger. Maybe my parents were just like, hey, it's too cold. We don't want to do this, which is fair. Yeah. But I kept saying I was going to do it, and I still haven't done it. Yeah, that's crazy. Right? That's crazy. (laughs) So, yeah, keep a lookout for events. You can find things on websites like Eventbrite. Um, Your local newspaper, they... Obviously, we'll have those things in the newspaper itself, but also usually they have some sort of website that will have all the events posted. The town chamber of commerce sometimes has a calendar that keeps track of events or even just looking at the posters and coffee shops. I think a lot of us, we look at our phones Mm -hmm. instead. But if you look at the posters in the coffee shops, you can find out about some really cool events. I saw a poster in a Starbucks once for a yoga hike. (laughs) And so I went on this chickadee ridge hike where we fed the chickadees. And so I got to hold chickadees while they ate out of my hand. And then once we got to the top of the mountain, we did yoga in the snow, but it was fine. It was still fun. And then we did like a full moon ritual and we got back down the mountain. And it was really, really cool. I met new people. I got to see a part of Tahoe that I had never seen before. I don't know how I'd never been up Chickadee Ridge before, but apparently it's like a really popular thing to do. And it's really cool because all the chickadees up there, they know. (laughs) They know that people bring food. Mm -hmm. But make sure you're bringing food that's healthy for the chickadees, you know, because don't bring bad food. Bring good food, please. So that was really, really fun. And I never would have found out about it if I didn't look at the posters in the Starbucks. Mm -hmm. Or you can keep an eye out at your local hotels um, and smaller event centers, too. Sometimes they'll have... Not necessarily big name, you know, artists, mm-hmm. but they'll still have people coming and do small concerts in your area that are reasonable price. Like, no, it's probably not Taylor Swift, but it could be someone who's still fun. And well, even, and every once in a while, you might get a big name. We had Brad Paisley in Tahoe. Those were fun. You know, those were pretty cheap tickets, too. Or uh, Lee Bryce in Gardnerville. That was fun. But I just mean, like, keep an eye out on those things because you may not think about going to a small concert in your local area, but they have them. Yeah. And we had, we had Joan Jett in Minden. So cool. Which, like, Minden is a blip on a map, guys. <laughs> it's a blip. It's a cute uh, town. It's it, cute, yeah. but don't, it's a blip. Don't blink. You'll miss it. Yeah. And uh, Joan Jett came there for some reason. I don't know why, but, yeah, my parents got tickets and they, you know, rubbed it in my face. <laughs> and I was like, how dare you? I love Joan Jett. You might be surprised. You know, you never know who's going to end up nearby, even if you live in a small town. And those can be a lot of fun, too. Yeah. So, and definitely the kind of events that you would go to if you were a tourist, right? Actually, I specifically went to Salt Lake City once just to go to a concert. Exactly. You do it all the time to go out for a concert. Why not look at concerts in your hometown to keep things interesting? So I actually thought of another thing when you mentioned hotels. So in hotels, they typically have like all those brochures and pamphlets and stuff that are literally meant for tourists. Perfect. (laughs) So you can go into one of those hotels and just say, pardon me, don't mind me. I'm just going to collect all of these brochures. Yeah. You know, obviously just like one of each. You don't need. Please don't take them all. Don't take them all. (laughs) But that you can take one of each and then just work your way through them over the course of the year. Yeah. Which is great because it's a new year. So go into the hotels tomorrow and raid their brochures. And pamphlets. And pamphlets. And get to work. Yeah. Yeah. Your local tourism office probably will also have ideas for you as well. And I think most places have some sort of tourism office. 
Yeah. Of some kind. It might be joined with something else. It might be like in your chamber of commerce or something like that. Ask them for ideas. It's literally their job. They don't even know that you live down the street. No. Tell them you're from Poughkeepsie. (laughs) All right. Supernatural. (laughs) What does that have to do with supernatural? Oh, that was one of their code words. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. No, I just picked Poughkeepsie because I think it's a funny word. It is a funny word. Poughkeepsie. (laughs) I'm just a supernatural nerd. Oh, okay. Another thing you can do is come up with a tour on your own. So think of something you're interested in or something that you enjoy. Wine, beer, food, ice cream. And look up the places in your area that are doing that. Either that are the best at it or new, long established. Create a sort of tour for yourself to do in one day to go around town. It's even better if you could walk from place to place. Yeah, or stumble. Or stumble, depending. (laughs) But like microbreweries have been a big deal for a while now. And so a lot of towns have a number of small microbreweries. And if you enjoy beer, that could be a cool way to see your town in a new way is creating a tour for yourself where you walk to three or four microbreweries and check out what they're doing and how what they're doing is specific to your area. And I think that's the important part is looking for places that are doing something specific to your area. If you go to chains, it's not going to be the same experience. In conclusion, which this was a really short, quick episode, but it's fine. Yeah. Where's the other ones? You deserve a break. Yeah, that's fair. The last two episodes were very, very long. So just to wrap things up, I like this method because it's an easy way to get a fresh perspective and inject some adventure into your daily life. You can be a hometown tourist by planning it like you would any other trip, by making simple or spontaneous choices in your daily life, visiting a nearby town that you don't spend much time in, trying a new activity, splurging on something that you've always wanted to indulge in, and going where the tourists are and pretending you're one of them. If you try being a hometown tourist, please write in to tell us what you discovered about where you live and how tourists experience it differently from how you know it to be. We'd love to hear your experiences and love to find out what you learn. Yeah, and since we're such travel nerds, maybe we can, you know, go experience your town as a well-informed tourist. Oh, yes. Yes. Tell us all the good places to go. (laughs) All right, neighbors. Thanks for joining us today. If you heard something you liked, please support the show by hitting the subscribe button and reviewing us wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find takeaways from today's show in the show notes, and you can find more information about the podcast and show notes for each episode on carsoncosta.com forward slash podcast. Please send us your questions, comments, and suggestions. You can email us at nto at carsoncosta.com or find us on Facebook at NTO pod. We would love to hear from you. We'll be back next week to keep making your world a little smaller.